did you really know that X, Y, and Z was going to happen? And then you willingly signed on the dotted line. Yeah. Um, but cause not me, I, I would have definitely not taken that shot with my husband at the bar that first night I met him, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and telling him down. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. What's y'all's pet peeve? I got a bunch of them. Why is it a pet peeve? I don't know. Like, aren't pets supposed to be fun? I don't know. Pet peeve. I'm not sure. Are you petting your peeves? I've never thought about that. Huh. Very interesting. That is interesting, but I have some. I'd be more than happy to share with you. Well, I'm going to share one. All right, then I'll share one. No, this is not tit for tat. It's not about you. It is about me. I'm the one talking. All right, when you're done, I'm going to tell you mine. And it has nothing to do with you. Okay, even though there I'm are okay. Even though there are some that does, I won't share those. All right. <laughs> so one of my pet peeves is to go in the laundry room and find hangers on top of the dryer when <laughs> the rod to hang them up is less than 12 inches away. But sometimes the rod is slapped full of hangers. But majority of the time, they're not. It's not. That's not true. It is true. And when it's full of hangers, that usually means that you haven't hung up enough clothes. I would. <laughs> so, Excuse me, all, repeat that part again. All the hangers are there hanging on the rod because you've not hung up enough clothes for there to be hangers missing from the rod so that the other hangers that end up on top of the dryer are then hung up on the rod. I don't know who does it. It's you. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> you do it. Well, then do more laundry so you can use All the right, hangers. Let's talk about this for a second. <laughs> Just because I'm working from home. Right, working from home. Does not mean that my job has changed to including doing everybody's laundry. Uh, Yeah, it has because nobody's here anymore but you and your son and, and me. And you. And you should do my laundry. No, I, we've been married <laughs> 10 years. I didn't do your you laundry did. for nine years. Why do you exactly. want me to now? Because it's like, why not now? I've earned it. No, no. <laughs> actually, you've been doing my laundry lately, and I actually, I very much appreciate it. And um, it's very helpful. <sighs> and the other part of it is I typically do my laundry on the weekends. And Go ahead. Come up with some crap. I'm not coming in. I typically do my laundry on the weekends. However, I'm competing with usually your son for the washing machine and dryer. So oh, therefore, well, wait a minute. How are you competing with my son for the washer and dryer when apparently I do his laundry too? You do do his laundry too, but somehow he finds a way to find something that he can throw in there so he can push the buttons. Uh uh-uh. uh. And, no. and do that. Oh, yes. No. Probably because you don't know all the laundry he has because it's all over the place. No. And it's under the bed. It's in the dog's pee. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Anyway. I can't do my laundry when I need to do my laundry. And so you graciously offer to do the laundry 
uh, on Mondays or whatever it is, and you do it, and you uh, and you do a fantastic job of it. So thank you very much. I'm glad to, I'm glad you decided to start doing that after nine years. No, almost ten. No, we need to have a talk. This is, we are talking. It's too much. All right. So my pet peeve. Nobody cares about your pet peeve. I'm upset about laundry now. <laughs> but this has nothing to do with me. I'm not your maid. <laughs> Trust me, you've never been a maid around here. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You cooked dinner last night, and I was like, okay, something's wrong. <laughs> she's about to fuss about something. She's she's buttering me up for something. She, maybe she wants a new car. I don't know. I don't want a new car. <laughs> I'm happy with my car. Uh, but no, anyway. Are you ready for my pet peeve? All right. Are you done? Because I'm trying to get you off this subject. No, I'm not done. Go ahead. Okay. Do you want to hear it? Fine. I will make sure the hangers are not put on the dryer, which I put them there to make a point, but. What point? The point of there's too many hangers on the rod. And it worked because you're having this conversation with me right now. <laughs> that mind manipulation crap he does all the time. <laughs> it's just a reminder because I know you're going to walk in and you're going to be like, I can't believe he set these right here instead of reaching six inches to hang it right here. Go ahead, David. What's your pet peeve? I have a very interesting pet peeve and I... I honestly think it's one of those ones where a lot of people probably have it, but they just don't want to talk about it. Okay. I have a pet peeve of if a door will not open to at least 90 degrees, it drives me nuts. What? If I open a door and the door cannot open to at least 90 degrees. Okay. It drives me nuts. Are you talking about like at a store? Anywhere. Any door that I open. If there's something behind it or if it's got some kind of limiter on it where it won't open all the way, if it cannot open to at least 90 degrees, it drives me crazy. And it's even worse if there's something behind it because then I just want to... Oh, we know what you do. You just push. I just want to slam the door into it. You do. It does. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Like, it is... And what's funny, though, is when your kids were here and all the book bags were at the door or their shoes, it didn't bother you. Oh, yes, it did. Well, you didn't have the same reaction... Oh, and it's the squishing stuff up against the wall. Oh, yeah. Because I tried to, not to tear everything up. I oh, would come in and move stuff. So I take it this has happened to you recently, and that's why it's, it's been, on your mind? I don't know. It's been years. Oh, it happened to me recently? Um, it happens to me more often than I'd like. Huh. Thanks for that information. I'm going to yeah. go put stuff behind every door. It'll get broken. I thought you were trying not to break stuff. That was back then. <laughs> It does. I do. I wonder from the listeners, does anybody else have that, like the door thing? Because, you know, I can't figure out why I even that bothers me. Like maybe there was something in my childhood where I couldn't get a door all the way open or something. Well, probably because you're always carrying stuff and you can't. That might be part of it. And I can't get the door open far enough up for me to get in the house or get into the room because I got stuff in my hands. Because, could be because your booty too big. All right, y'all. How yeah, y'all doing today? You might want to change that Let's subject. go talk about our guest today. Why? How do you go from big booties to our guest today? That's not going to sound very good for our guests. Well, I'm not saying she's got a big booty. Okay, because I'm certainly not going to. <laughs> no, you better not. <laughs> but if you have one. <laughs> they wrote a song about you. Yeah, they did. All right, who's our guest today? Our guest today, not saying she's got a big booty. <laughs> is, oh, now you're saying she don't have a booty Oh no <laughs> Now I gotta call her No <laughs> This guest is pretty awesome 
she is a displaced Texan living in Colorado. Mm-hmm. She has the cutest babies ever. Her name is Emily Watkins, and she is the creator of the Unapologetic Stepmom Facebook group. I believe it is the largest stepmom group on Facebook. Oh, she just had a baby recently. Yeah. He's so like, she's definitely got a booty. David. <laughs> Emily, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Not just to Emily, but to everybody out there listening. Whether you've got a big booty or not, I'm sorry. I should have never said that about the booty. I should know better. Y'all know I should know better. You should know better. You don't give me any fuel. Well, let's talk about Emily for a second. We're going to talk with her about nachoing, of course. She is a nacho mama. Woohoo! A proud nacho mama. She has two stepkids and three little sweet babies. They're not they're not triplets or anything, but they're like really close in age. I think it's maybe like four, two and a half, and three months old or something. Ooh. Yeah. So and how, she how runs stepkids. Uh the stepkids. I knew you were gonna ask me that. I'm I'm thinking, sure we'll get into it in the interview. Yeah. I'm thinking they were like uh, eleven and nine, I'm guessing. Okay. I'm probably wrong. Don't shoot me. We'll ask her. <laughs> yeah. I hope we ask her. <laughs> All right, so are y'all ready? Yeah. I don't hear y'all. Hello? Are you ready? <laughs> you have people driving down the road screaming, I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, before we do that, let's hear a word from our sponsor. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit NachoKidsAcademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's NachoKidsAcademy.com. We would like to welcome Emily Watkins to our podcast. Hello, Emily. Hello. You always have that. Hello, Emily. Hello, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> He's not British. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> Emily is the creator of the Unapologetic Stepmom Facebook group. I think it's the largest stepmom Facebook group with 22,000 people. Oh, wow. In less than two years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right on the nose. I started it in April of 2017. What made you start the Facebook group? So I had been in a few Facebook groups and they were either really, really negative and they were all about bashing, um, you know, our stepkids moms, or they were just putting ridiculous expectations on stepmoms. Um, and I just got tired of seeing it. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to start my own. And so I did. And I remember when I started it, I was talking to another stepmom friend and I asked her to be one of my admins. And I was like, you know, I figure we'll have a few hundred people and, you know, we'll do our best and we'll help who we can. And it was just kind of instantaneous. And I don't know if it was the name. I don't know if it was that we were very different from a lot of stepmom groups, but we could not keep up with requests. Um, And I think I started off with maybe. 
three admins and quickly realized that I was going to (laughs) need a lot more than that. And honestly, I need more, but I just am very picky about who I bring on. So, but yeah, just, it blew up. And I, I, I really think it's just my philosophy and the way that I approach being a stepmom. I'm very unapologetic about the way that I do things and the way that I feel about things. And I don't mince words and I don't beat around the bush and I'm not going to let you put me into a corner and place expectations on me. And I think that you either really love that or you really hate it, or you really start off hating it. And then you go, okay, maybe there's something to this and you stick around. And Mm -hmm. so I've had many people come to me and said, wow, when I first joined your group, I did not like you. (laughs) (laughs) and essentially that they just stuck around to hate on me um yeah actually one of my admins now when (laughs) she first joined yeah yeah she's like I didn't like you at all or your views and then I was just at so much I didn't have peace in my stepmom life and so I finally just started paying attention and I started adapting some of the things you were saying and things got better and and then now here we are and she's an admin. <laughs> now, yeah, you know that we get the hate from the nacho kids too. So Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That that's always fun. And yeah. I love it when people go, they'll come back into the group or they'll come in the group and they'll say, you know, I used to hate this and I thought it was the craziest thing ever, but I had to do it or I started doing it and I just love it. You know, it's changed my life and my husband's not happy right now, but I'm happy. <laughs> well, I, I've said it in your group. I've said it in my group most because I, the nacho chatter goes around in my group and you either are really for it or you're really against it or you're in between. But I've often said that it, if you've never had the need to nacho, you've never been pushed far enough. It's kind of right. my philosophy is you've never gotten to the point where it's your last year's way. I, I see stepmoms. I just don't understand how you can nacho children who live in your home or how a family runs that way. Or, and I'm like, well, that's probably because you haven't been there. <laughs> that has never been your last resort. Yeah. And they don't understand it. And unfortunately it, it was our last resort. So, I mean, I understand it being people's last resort, but you didn't, you didn't get there you didn't come to a last resort with it. So people like you, you know, have a heads up or a step above everybody or whatever you want to say, because Mm -hmm. you didn't have to get to that point and go through the hurt and the resentment and all that before you started nachoing. Correct. And I think I started nachoing. I see oftentimes stepmoms start nachoing because, and I say stepmoms because for me, that's my group, but I know stepmoms and stepdads, but um, it's because their husband won't step up. And for me, that was never why, um, Mm -hmm. my husband from the beginning has always been very hands-on and has never placed expectations on me. I would say that if anything, I placed them on myself and that was terrible. I, I looking back now, I would have never done that. And I finally just got to a point where, um, I was burnt out. It was a lot of different things. It was what was going on with my husband and my stepkids mom. And that situation was intensifying and it's thankfully gotten better, um, which has eased some of the tension between, you know, my stepson and, and myself. Um, but I 
started nachoing because I just realized that these children have two capable parents and I'm frankly inserting myself where I don't belong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that, but, but here's the thing that took a lot of, um, growth on my part to become yes. very secure in my role as a stepmom, to become very secure as my husband's wife, first and foremost, and then as my stepkid's stepmom and kind of just filling in where I was asked and where I was wanted because I wasn't always wanted. And I was trying to insert myself and, yeah. um, it was a disaster. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> yeah, working. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I started disengage. I called it disengagement to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then I started seeing you and Nacho. And I was like, well, that's exactly what I do. I mm-hmm. step back and I let my husband parent. And so I'm essentially nachoing. Um, and it's funny because I will see stepmom say, well, I could never nacho, but then they'll list off something and call it disengagement. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but you're nachoing. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> yeah, term you yeah. want to place on it, you're nachoing. You're saying at the end of the day, these are not my children. This is not my responsibility. And mm-hmm. I'm passing it off to my husband. So, yes, I know one of the hardest things for me when um, I realized that in the circle of the blend, I was the problem because I was inserting myself so much. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, David. Um, I, I tried to tell you that for the longest yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we're going to have a thing of count the thuds of, you know, how many times I hit David during the things. <laughs> but, um, you know, he had expectations like that too. He thought that I would be, you know, kind of the motherly role. And he had wrote a blog, golly, six years ago, I think it was, about mm-hmm. lowering your expectations. Well, now I say don't have any. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. You, you can't. It's just, it's, it's crazy. And no matter how small the expectations are, you're putting something on somebody else that you can't control and allows for disappointment. Correct. I agree. Yeah. Um, completely. I agree. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. How do you like it when people say you knew what you were getting into? <laughs> um. It's, it's so ridiculous to me. I equate it to a newborn mom really struggling. Her baby's not sleeping. She's exhausted. And you have all this support around her, right? People offering to hold her baby and come over and maybe do a load of laundry for her. And I know I, my best friend, when she had a baby, um, I would just go over and do her dishes, you know? And, but with the stepmom, the first thing is, well, you knew what you were signing up for. And it's, it, you know, it used to make me really upset, um, and it and it still does to an extent. But now it just kind of makes me laugh because I'm like, if you really think that, it it also makes me think they don't understand what goes into being a step family, a blended family. They don't understand the dynamics. They don't understand. Um, but then you have stepmoms saying it to other stepmoms, and that's where it it's very confusing to me. Because I'm yeah. just, wait, you're here. You're living this. Like, did you really know that X, Y, and Z was going to happen? And then you willingly signed on the dotted line? Yeah. Um, because not me. I I would have definitely not taken that shot with my husband at the bar that first night I met him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and toned him down. <laughs> yeah. I would have said, no thanks for that rumble shot. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what gets me, though, is. 
if you think about it, that's just such a crazy statement because even a job, you don't know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, yeah, you might know what your um, role supposed to be with that job and what your pay is going to be and your hours, but you know they didn't never they didn't tell you that. Oh, you might have to work a Saturday when they do inventory, right. or you know, hey, you're going to have to work overtime because so-and-so is not here. Or, hey, we're going to change your job and you're going to do twice as much and you're not going to get paid for that. But that's your option to keep your job. Or some of your coworkers like you and other ones hate you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's so unrealistic for me when um people say that. I just want to go, what? Well, yeah, it's like even my husband's job now when he signed on, um, when we moved back to Colorado two years ago and he signed on, um, what he signed on for definitely does not look like what he does <laughs> mm-hmm. right now. Um, yeah. And he has an amazing job and it's a great company, but it, it is different than what, I mean, you know, it's different. So yeah, I think it's a ridiculous statement. And I say this, I said, this is what a stepmom knows. She knows that she's marrying a man who has children. That's the end. And an ex end of story. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all that's, you know. That's where it ends. Other than that, yeah. she doesn't know anything. Yep. And if they have a crystal ball that shows them what they're really getting into, then they need to be a psychic and not in a stepmom group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> could be making a lot of money, not in my stepmom group, telling other stepmoms that they knew what they were signing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I just don't allow it in my group. Um, and some people get very offended by that and they consider it not being able to have a different point of view. To me, it's not that at all. I, you're not going to come into my group and tell a fellow stepmom that she knew what she was signing up for. She hears that already and she's mm-hmm. not going to come into my group in here. And as much as possible, I try to screen that. I can't keep up with it all. And I ask for people to report those comments, but I just don't allow it. I don't yeah. tolerate it. Um, and I think my group is pretty well known for that. Yeah. Same thing with the nacho group. You know, somebody comes in and says that we're like, okay, you know, it's immediate red flag. We all start watching. We have a lot of good people that will report things. And then when they get booted, they wonder why. Yeah. And they're like, well, should we send them a message? I don't have time to send everybody a message. You know, read the rules and the comments and go look what nacho is before you come in here and start telling people what to do. And there's a a big difference between having a, a difference of opinion and being toxic. Right. I agree. Yeah. And that comes across as toxic. It does. When you're straight up telling another stepmom, you knew what you were signing up for and you see it. I see it in my group and I delete it, but I just, it's, it's very puzzling to me to see it from one stepmom to another. Yeah. Um, well, you know, stepmoms can be very judgmental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. I think it also speaks to the diversity of where stepmoms are and how they see things uh, as well, which, I mean, you would kind of expect that. But at the same time, it kind of does hit you upside the head that everybody doesn't feel the same way and all that. Just mm-hmm. the same thing with nachoing. If you were to come to us when we were having problems and not maybe not at the very bottom and then explain to us about disengaging and all that, I would have said, you are out of your mind. That's, that is not going to work. It was only until we tried it and then refined it and made it to what we now call the Nacho Kids method. That's now it's starting to work. I think a lot of stepmoms take offense to when, when they're told that, look, those aren't your kids. And so a lot of times when I'm going into a comment like that, I'll 
started off, you know, all the love in the world or, but those aren't your kids Mm -hmm. and it's not, it shouldn't be offensive. It's the truth. Um, It is the truth. And I think though that that's hard for some stepmoms to accept. And I think it goes back to being confident in your role. And then I also think that there are situations where you have stepmoms who are raising children 100% of the time Mm -hmm. where I know I have an admin and her stepkids mom has lost all rights. Yeah. Um, So I understand that there's a, there's a whole scale of, of different situations, but Mm -hmm. you know, for the majority of us, there's a mom involved. And I I wish that it weren't so offensive when, when stepmoms are told that these, these weren't your kids, because I, I am never saying it out of spite or out of meanness. And I know some people do. Right. Um, But I am saying it out of reality and just saying, Hey, look, when you come to peace with that and you recognize it, it, it really does open up a whole new world. It does. And it allows you to, to step back and to bring peace to your relationships with your stepkids, to your marriage, to your home, whatever, wherever it is, you need peace. It allowed Um, me to define my role for what worked best for us. Correct. Yeah. 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 Well, the the interesting thing though, is if you listen to the bio moms that are fussing at you, they're telling you, look, these are not your kids. These are my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and it's true. It's true. (laughs) I don't know that they're always saying it with the best intentions or that it's, it's helping anything when they're saying it, but at the end of the day, it's true. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think when you just recognize that there's no power there. Okay. I mean, if, if not that she ever would, because like I said, I mean, things have really, really gotten better between her and my husband, but even when it was bad, if she would have come to me and said, these aren't your kids, I would have said, yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like it wouldn't have been a jab at me. It wouldn't have hurt me. It wouldn't have put me in a a place where I didn't want to be emotionally. Uh, Yeah. When the counselor said that to me, um, you know, I thought he was crazy. And then my response was, yeah, I know how many kids I birthed. It surely wasn't five, you know. And um, because it's like, duh. But then in a way, it hurt my feelings. Yeah. Because I was like, but I care about them. I don't want them to grow up and be, you know, riding the rails as a hobo or, you know, in jail. And But everything he kept telling me was they are not your kids. And thankfully, he knew me well enough to know that he had to beat that in my head about 800 times. Right. So that, that way I would have that epiphany driving home and... I'm telling you that day changed my life greatly. I mean, it changed everything. And I think what, what stepmoms don't understand maybe about nachoing is that you're not, you're not, you're not saying, well, these aren't my kids. And then just ignoring them and not loving them or not liking them. Or it's just, it's recognizing that, that you're, that they're not your kids and it's, it's handing the reins back to dad. Yes. And I wish more stepmoms understood that, that it's not you're not lessening yourself mm-hmm. as a person or as a stepmom when you acknowledge the fact that these children aren't yours. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, that was, that was a really big um, acknowledgement to come to. Yeah. And, and, and gave me a lot of peace. And um, I just wish that more stepmoms could understand that because I think it would bring them a lot of peace. You can still love them and you can still do things for them and 
and nacho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be, it's not all or nothing. And I think so often that's what gets associated with nachoing. Right. Right. From what I've seen. Yeah, you're right. I think it's funny too, how um, even grandparents, they'll be like, well, they aren't her kids, but then it's, she should treat them like her kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm telling you, and I've said this before in the other podcast recordings that we did. I love it when people go, I love them like my own. And then you say, well, how many kids do you have? And they say, none. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like, okay, yeah. let me know how you feel. And five years from now when you have kids yeah. or 10 years from now. Yeah. Something that I have noticed um, is that stepmoms who have young stepkids, where you come into their lives at a young age. My stepkids were six and eight when I met them. Mm-hmm. So fairly young, especially my stepdaughter. Um, and it's it's different when they're young. It can be, not always, but right. I find that most young children are accepting of a step parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you give them four or five years. Yeah. <laughs> to preteen, teenagers, and things change and and dynamic shift and what they need from you is very different. And I think as a stepmom, if you pigeon yourself into this, you pigeonhole yourself into this role mm-hmm. with these young children and that you're like, okay, this is what a stepmom is. Um, you're doing yourself a disservice as they get older because things could change very, very quickly. Yes. Um, and I, I, and I really try, you know, stepmoms with young kids, I, I really, um, try to say, you know, just remember that these kids are going to get older. And remember that nacho kids is there when you need it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they're, they might start bucking you as a step parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and what then? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I just think it's, it's good. I see it a lot. Like, well, I came into my stepkid's life when he was three and he called me mommy and now he's seven and he doesn't want to call me mommy anymore. And they're very hurt by that. And I'm like, well, yeah, because a three-year-old well, I mean, I nannied and she would call me mom. She was very young. I nannied her from six months to two years and she would call me mommy. And it was nothing more than I was a female caregiver. Mm-hmm. And um, I would, of course, correct her. But I mean, now when I see her, she would never call me mom because I'm not her mom, right. <laughs> you know? So I think it's just understanding that these are young children and that that chances are they are going to change mm-hmm. and your dynamic with them is going to change. And hey, it may not. You may have the most perfect dynamic with your stepkids from when you meet them to when they graduate high school. Mm-hmm. And then chances are you're not going to. <laughs> yeah. And you have to be willing to adjust your expectations and to not be set in one particular role. Right. And to not take things so personally. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's like this whole, the whole Mother's Day thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I hate Mother's Day now. It's funny because there's so much buzz about it and leading up to Mother's Day and then you go to bed Sunday and then it's just done. Yeah. Like nobody, well, and then there's Stepmother's Day, so... (laughs) kind of rolls over into that. But yeah, I, you know, it's funny because the first, my first mother's day, um, I was pregnant, but I didn't have kids, you know, here. Mm -hmm. I was pregnant with my oldest Emerson. And of course my stepkids were with their mom and, you know, I didn't give it a second thought. And I was very shocked when my husband gave me a card for mother's day, uh, just because 
I didn't really expect it. Um, and it was sweet. And he, he really just recognized our baby and my pregnancy and then concluded it with thank you for what you do for, you know, my, my children. And he always, he does that on mother's day. He recognizes me first and foremost as our children's mom. And then as Jacob and Jordan's stepmom. Right. But it's, but that's not the focus, you know? Um, and yeah, I did the mother's day one is, is it's been a buzz in my group too. And I, and I can understand, you know, you do so much for these kids, but it's, it's, again, it's, it's, it's being comfortable with, okay, well, at the end of the day, I'm the stepmom. I'm not the mom. And these aren't my kids. And so when mother's day comes around, they're rightfully so going to want to honor and be with their mom. Yeah. You know, um, and I saw it in your group too, even Easter. It's like every holiday that can upset somebody, a stepmom is going to be offended. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's really interesting. I think that, um, you know, I read something about that holidays really bring out, can bring out the worst in step families. Yeah. Um, especially when there's conflict Mm -hmm. between the two homes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think when there's less conflict, there's less anxiousness over the holidays, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's it's more just going with the flow kind of thing. And, you know, you learn to, um, like I said, not expect anything really. And yes, you know, if you know, you're going to be upset on mother's day or Christmas because you're already stressing about it, then do something different. Do something completely different. You got to shift your mindset. You have to. Yes. You cannot stay in that mindset. And that's something that I will tell stepmoms often is you have to look at this differently, whether you want to or not, whether you think it's right. And, 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 and that's what it comes down to. Do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? Or do you want to be married? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the whole mindset thing. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. That's one of the things that we are doing in the Academy right now is 31 days of self-love. And then in February, I did 28 days to change your thinking because yeah. it is, we, everybody has automatic negative thinking, but we yes. all have the power to stop it. Correct. And if we're sitting there on Wednesday thinking how crappy it's going to be when the stepkids come on Friday, how do you think you're going to be happy when they come on Friday? Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to love them like your own. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's impossible for me. I, there is nobody in this world I could love the way I love my children. It's innate. It's fierce. It's, it was instant. And frankly, I don't want to love any other children the way I love my own. My stepkids have a mom and a dad to love them the way that my husband and I love our children. Right, right. And that's how I look at it. I, I just don't. And I'm very unapologetic about that. <laughs> um, and you either really love that or you don't. Yeah. But, um, I don't apologize for it. I think it puts unrealistic expectations on the stepmom again to. Uh, I completely agree. Yeah. Completely. I know um, recently we had talked to one of David's kids and even my son and said, how would you feel like if David asked his son, how would you feel if I love Jackson as much as I love you? And he's like, dude, that's not right. That's wrong. You're my dad. You're not his dad. You know, I, I have an admin in my group and she um, has children her and her husband both brought children into the blend. Mm-hmm. And she said that my daughter would be so offended if I said that I loved my stepdaughter as much as I love her. Oh yeah. Or the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I said, yeah, I, I, if my mom told me that she loved a kid that was not hers just as much as me, I'd be like, okay, mom. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> that makes really me feel upset. real good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think that's another thing that you have to be okay with is you're going to love them differently and that's okay. Yep. And, and guess what? You might not love your stepkids at all. You might not like them. Yeah. <laughs> you might not like them. I say this often. I was actually just talking to my husband about this last night. There was a post in my group. I said, we were talking about expectations and these expectations that are placed on these step families when, when these two people get married and all of a sudden this person is supposed to just love these children with this great, big, enormous love because they married the parent. Mm -hmm. It's insane. If you really stop and think about it, it's crazy. It is. Absolutely crazy. Um, But I said, sometimes the best that a step relationship can hope for, it's a mutual respect and a mutual understanding. I respect you because you're my dad's wife and you respect me because I'm his kid. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's there's not. There's there's not. And 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 I wish more stepmoms understood that. And I wish society understood that and quit putting these expectations on step families. Yes, because that's where it all comes from. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and I wonder a lot of times if it comes from back in the day, in the 60s when families split up, there wasn't every other weekend visitation or every no. other week. It was the new dad adopted the kid. Yeah. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so that it wasn't this whole step family thing. And then now the world has blown up and we're so full of step families. It's rare to see just a nuclear family. Yeah, I completely agree. What is it like over 50% of this country's families are step blended, whatever term you prefer to use. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I read that that number um, is actually a lot higher because they don't measure it. You know, when you mm-hmm. go to the doctor's office or somewhere, it says married, widowed, separated, divorced. Correct. It doesn't say blended. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they no, really don't doesn't. have a way to track it. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think that my husband says this often, you know, he doesn't, a lot of times you can see that families will let the kids who go back and forth, the stepkids use it as a crutch. And my, I've heard my husband say many times, you're not going to use this as a crutch. You're not special yeah. <laughs> over half of this. You know, yeah, he he does not have guilty parent syndrome. <laughs> no, 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 he does not at all. And 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 I am so very thankful for that because um, it made nachoing that much easier for me because I never had to assume anything that he should be taking on. I chose to do it, which was stupid. But he does not parent out of guilt. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to the loving the kids like your own for a second and just bring up something that my son, um, I guess we had been married a year or two. It might have been when all the craziness started happening with the blend. But Jackson would ask me if I loved him more or David. And it was an all the time thing. (laughs) And, you know, I tried to explain to him that I loved him differently. Well, that's hard to explain to a six year old. And so I'm like, I love you more. I mean, yeah, really, I mean, you know, girl, you love those kids, like you said, with something fierce. And yeah, you love your husband with something fierce, too, but it's a different kind of love. And yeah. you can't just, you don't replace people yeah. or you don't put people on levels. I know a lot of times people will say, well, who comes first, your marriage or your kid? Or you yeah. know, how do you rate it in the family? And 
I'm like, I just, everybody's on the same. It's just different yeah. kinds of love. I just know if me and Jackson yeah. are drowning, that she's not going to save me. <laughs> well, you're you're heavy. <laughs> no, and I, and I and and you know what? My husband wouldn't want me to save him. Right. He would want me to save our children. Right. Um, but you know the whole level thing. I always say that for for Jack and I, our foundation is our marriage and our family, mm-hmm. and we very much tend to that because if that falls apart, the whole dang opera falls apart. Yeah. You know the my stepkids are seeing another divorce. My kids are seeing a divorce and they're now going between home and home, but it's not, you know, we don't, obviously children have different needs and you, you just prioritize things as they come. Right. But as, but as big picture, we definitely are making sure that we're taking care of our marriage so that our family is healthy as a whole. And that's one thing too, that, um, when you're so focused on the stepkids and what they do wrong and how they're ruining your life and all that stuff, you can't focus on your marriage. So when I started nachoing, it immediately let me focus more on David and our relationship and also my son. Because I even, right. you know, I wasn't really worried about what my son was doing. I was more worried about f- finding what his kids were doing wrong to fuss at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be like, yeah. oh, they did this. Did you mm-hmm. see that? <laughs> Yeah, and then you know you're not spending your your evenings talking to your husband about his kids. Amen. Yep. Yep. You end up having a relationship with your husband outside of the blended crap. Right. You got any questions for Emily before we get in our four questions? <clears throat> I want to go back to the part where we were talking about the dads not stepping up and and taking over the parenting role that they should. Uh, because number one, I agree with you that that does happen. And it's a challenge to uh, to bring that message to men because men aren't looking for the answers or they're not looking to vent. They're not joining the Facebook groups in large numbers and, and venting about step family problems. And so it's hard to get that message out there. But the men absolutely do need to step up and they need to start parenting and not put that on the stepmom. However, at the same time, I do see stepmoms who are in that parenting role and complaining that, you know, dad's not stepping up. And I'm like, we can't step up because you won't get out of the way. Yeah. Well, they're bulldozing dad. Mm-hmm. I say this often. Yeah. You have a stepmom who comes in and she takes over everything. And then her husband, whether right or wrong, just kind of lets it happen. Mm-hmm. Because do you want peace in your marriage? <laughs> right. With your wife? Yeah. Or do you want to fight her on this? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a little of both a lot of times. Absolutely. It's it's stepmoms feeling like they need their way and things have to go their way. Because here's the deal, my husband and I, we parent differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just do. Um in some aspects. The big aspects I would say we're on the same page, but there's little things that he's not gonna do like me and I'm not gonna do like him and let it go. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And I think a lot of stepmoms, especially in the beginning, can struggle with that because they're so desperate looking for a place and control in a world where quite frankly they don't feel like they have a lot of control in anymore right and they shouldn't yeah yeah they don't understand that yeah yeah but one problem that we see a lot and and it actually happened with with Lori and i when we were going through uh some troubles is that she would see something that one of my kids was not doing or doing incorrectly or whatever and so she would she would fuss at the kids and then when i got home she would tell me about it and then expect me to then also fuss at the kids. (laughs) 
which typically I wouldn't because now, you know, they've already been fussed at. Why do I, why do I need right. to fuss at them? Well, yeah. You were supposed to fuss at them to make them do whatever. Right. So <laughs> And so now Lori's upset so, with you yeah, because exactly. you're not fussing at them. Right. So why are you not yeah. fussing at them? They did X, Y, and Z. I'm mm-hmm. like, because you've already done it. And there's no sense in me doing it again. Because right. now now the kids, all the kids seeing is the reason you're fussing at me is because Lori got mad and fussed about it. Not because I actually did something that you know, required you fussing at me. Yeah. And we, we talk about too, um, like for instance, David always helped one of the stepkids do dishes and it drove me crazy. I'm like, stop helping him. And it was one in particular, the other two, he didn't really do this with. And I'm like, well, I mean, I know he doesn't always load it and unload it properly, but still stop flipping, helping him, show him how to do it and walk away. And then I found out what, two years later, maybe, that David did that because that was his way of spending time with that kid. Okay, yeah. You know, and I mean, I, I just had to look at it completely different because... You feel um, like a dog now, don't you? I do. I feel like, woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a big old dog. But, you know, it's not always what we think it is. And, you know, David wasn't doing that to... And it, it's, again, it's that changing mindset. It is. It mm-hmm. is. And you have to be willing and open to look at things differently and realize that things aren't black and white. Nope. All right. You ready to enter into the lightning round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go, Emily. We're going to ask you four quick questions and you can give four quick answers and we'll see. She can give long answers if she wants. Well, she. it doesn't matter how short <laughs> she gives them. You're going to make them longer. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> she has the gift of gab. Yes, I do. So question number one, what's been the hardest part of blending for you? Um, I would say uh, definitely just having a family where you have to think about, it's not just about your the people who live in your home. Um, there's a custody schedule. There's It's about another person. A lot of times you're working with another person to do things. And I think I struggled with that the most. All right. Did you feel like that the ex had more control in your home than you wanted her to? Oh, absolutely. In the beginning. Yeah. 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 And then definitely just trying to blend with children who aren't yours. Mm -hmm. That was hard sometimes. That was very hard. Yeah, it is. We did a recording with one of David's sons and David said, well, how how would you describe Lori now? You know, we've went through the, you hate her, you want to kill her. You, you know, she's not Joe. She's okay now, you know, whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah. it made my heart happy. He said, as a best friend. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. But, you know, I've bonded with all of them differently. And that's the other thing yeah. is you can't expect to have the same bond with everybody. Even I agree. Even with my nuclear family. My mom had a favorite, my dad had a favorite, and then they both just baby the crap out of the little one, and she's still living at home at 40 years old. You know, I mean. Yeah. We used to always tease my mom that my, I have three brothers, so I have two older brothers, and we used to always tease her that my second oldest brother was her favorite. Was he? Was he? I don't know. (laughs) Probably not. Yeah. But. We, I mean, we definitely use Caesar, but no, I say that a lot too, because I have very different relationships with my individual stepkids. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've led those relationships. Um, and especially now that I've backed off and I'm not trying to force, um, you know, they continue to lead in what direction they're going to go. And I think that that makes for, um, a very healthy, happy home, obviously yeah. within reason they, you know, w- respect and it, you know, not being rude or whatever. But as right. far as like 
the bond that we have, I would say that each kid has definitely led that, led that path. And I've, I've, I've learned to follow. Yeah. And that, that's something I think that most stepmoms need to learn too, is to let the kids lead, um, that bond and how fast or how it grows or whatever, you know, like your stepdaughter, I saw that, um, she had a dance and you did her hair and makeup and I know she loves that stuff. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, so, and that's kind of always been our thing together, but yeah, I mean, she's led it from the beginning, from the moment I walked off that plane and met her, she's, she's been very sweet, very attached. And honestly, it hasn't changed a lot. It's changed as far as I've backed off, um, and, and just let Jack assume a lot of it to, to honestly, and, and not because she was resenting me for anything to preserve what I have with her right? Yeah, as a step parent, that, because she is going to take anything much better from her mom and dad most likely than she is for me, or at least she's going to forgive them a lot faster mm-hmm. than me. I feel like. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I made that question longer. Sorry, you, <laughs> you always do that to me. <laughs> All right. Question number two, what's been the best advice that you've ever received about blending? Um, I would say that they're not my kids. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it is just, you know, my therapist looking at me and saying, these aren't your kids. And you're assuming a lot of emotional responsibility um, and too much physical responsibility. And you need to stop. Mm-hmm. You need to to come to peace. And and at that point, he knew my dynamic and he knew my my marriage. And he said, your husband has this handled. Mm-hmm. You need to give your yourself permission to step back. Well, and here's the thing, too. Would you have married somebody you thought was a crappy parent? No. No. <laughs> So why all of a sudden when no. we come in, do we feel like that they can't parent like we think they should and that we just have to take over? I, I just truly believe that so much of it goes back to control. You are trying to gain some sort of footing, some sort of control in a situation where, look, it sometimes feels like another woman has the control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I think, I think so much of it goes, I could be wrong, but I would say for me, that definitely that definitely contributed to it. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I, I really think you're right. All right, David, number three. Number See, three. I didn't do too bad on that one. All right. So now, Emily, you have a time machine. You go back in time boop, boop, to boop, your boop, younger boop, self. <laughs> What's uh, one she, piece? She's not old enough to go back to I her know. younger self. She'll be in diapers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll yeah. go back to yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What piece of advice would you give to your younger self about blending? Don't Ooh. take that shot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. want just one piece. Run, um, run from the bar. <laughs> to yeah. Um to let go of the things you can't control. Yep. To step back, to take that cue from stepmom and to step back. And I would I would have gone into it with a totally different mindset. Um I would have nachoed from the beginning. Yeah. Honestly. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. One hundred percent. I tried to tell you. You did not. I did. I said, back off, woman. Go back and listen to these videos. You had more expectations of me being a mama than I did. I said, back off, woman. Oh, you about to hear me thud David again. (laughs) All right. So now we know what advice that that you've received that's been great. We know advice that you would give give yourself. Now, what kind of advice would you give somebody else that's facing challenges in their blend? To Nacho from the beginning. To recognize that that they aren't your kids, that there's only so much you can do. Um, and, and you can't fix what you didn't break and you, you cannot control things that you literally have no control over because 
the majority of stepmoms have no control over the big things when it comes to our stepkids. We just don't. And you will drive yourself crazy trying to get that control. And I would say, again, to go into it with no expectations, kind of what you were saying, Lori. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to, to let your stepkids lead and to first and foremost, be your husband's wife. Mm-hmm. Lori and I have actually had talks about trying to ban the word stepmom. <laughs> Lori, I think I've seen you mention that because the, the mom part puts a lot of expectations on, on a stepmom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it does. And it's just, it's not fair. Yeah. There should just be some other term than yeah. stepmom. I don't know. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. stepmom's better than bonus mom. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I know. I know girl. I felt it in my bones too. <laughs> that term. Well, I think um, I read an article in stepmom magazine and, and um, I can't remember who wrote it, but she said the problem with that term is that you're, you're putting, you're giving yourself that title and it's really for the child to decide mm-hmm. if you're a bonus or not, because <laughs> frankly, your stepkid might not think you're a bonus. Yeah. That, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, and I liked that. That really resonated. I didn't like the term to begin with. Um, and, and also I use stepmom pretty freely. And I think there's a lot of just crap and, and ridiculous stereotypes around being a stepmom. And if you're not using the word and you're not attaching healthy expectations to it, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of doing, I, I think you're doing a disservice. Stepmom isn't a dirty word. I say that a lot. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I do agree. Like a lot of times you'll see step and then you'll see mom and all caps <laughs> just kind of emphasizing that like, I'm still a mom in this scenario. And mm-hmm. it, it is it's still a lot of expectations for sure. It is. So, yeah. Well, I think that's great advice that you gave and we have Thoroughly enjoyed having you on our podcast. Yep. And it's been so nice. And we will have to have you back after you have baby. <laughs> yes. When I figure out my life with three kids, a four-year-old, a one-year-old, and a newborn. I told Jack, I said, I'm never going to leave the house. <laughs> Girl, I remember with one not wanting to even go get milk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank God for grocery delivery now. And well... If they do deliver to my house, but it's cheaper just to order it online and then go pick it up. So <laughs> yeah, but even the pickup—I I mean, I don't even have young kids, and I you love have, it. You still have to put kids in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still have to load them up and put them in the car. And remember that they're in there after you get the groceries out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I totally left my one-year-old in the house the other day. I did that, and my my three-year-old said, "Mama." we forgot baby Remy in the house. And I was like, we did. Go get her. <laughs> yeah. I probably would have driven off. It was bad. Girl, bad. Yeah. I've got some stories too, but I'm not going to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, th- thank goodness you have her. She's going to be a great help with the other one too. Yeah. She's, she knows what's up. She's into everybody's business. <laughs> so she will be, but. Well, congratulations on your soon-to-be new addition. I can't wait to see pictures. Thank you. I'm sure he's going to be as cute as the other two. It's funny. I, I sit, I wonder what he'll look like because he's a boy. So I sit up and wonder about that at night because I never sleep. <laughs> Do you know what? No, no, no. I have insomnia so bad and I have this sciatica pain that I never had with my girls. And I just can't get comfortable. Yeah. You know? You can't breathe. You have to pee all the time. <laughs> can't not do that. Just, 
Yeah, you can't nacho yeah. that. No, you can't. Yep. I wish I could. I have been nachoing my kids a lot. Like, okay, daddy's home. Bye. <laughs> so. Yep. Well, stay on just a few seconds and we'll um, chat, but we're going to go ahead and stop the recording so okay. we can let everybody else go. So say bye. Bye, Emily. Thanks again. Thank y'all. Well, that was a nice interview. Yes, it was. So I like the way we talked about, you know, the misconceptions of nachoing and how people sometimes so badly want their stepkids to be like their own. <laughs> that they just are oblivious to the fact that they are nacho kids, people. Yeah. And it's really enlightening when you come to that realization. It is. I mean, we kind of done the same thing. I think we kind of merged when in the very beginning with this misconception that, you know, everybody's going to just love everybody and it's going to be fantastic. And we got this whole new family unit that's going to merge together. Well, I don't think we were that crazy about it. I wasn't. I did the research, remember? No, you were crazy. I was not crazy. Maybe not about that, but you were just crazy. Well, you and I need to do a... (laughs) I'm ignoring you. You and I need to do an episode discussing the misconceptions of nachoing or the differences between nachoing and disengagement because part of nachoing is disengagement, but that's just one component of it. Oh, I, I agree, because we often see that with people who who don't understand the full concept of nachoing, and so they just relate the word nachoing with disengagement, and they're both they think they're both identical, and right? So they just they just say, "Oh, just nacho that," or "I I'm doing nachoing," but if, you know, if you don't know all the aspects of it, then you're not doing all of it. You're doing a component of it, and it's kind of the you know kind of not the same, <laughs> right? And it's not from a lack of effort on our part to explain it to people. (laughs) Yeah. I guess it'd be like uh, if you're in a swimming pool and you're only kicking one leg, you can't really say you're swimming. You're just doing one component of swimming. (laughs) You're looking like an idiot is what you're doing. (laughs) And you're drowning. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. um, That's a good one, David. That's a real good one. Yeah, or just, you could just hold your breath. I just had this vision of somebody doing that in the pool, and just that was funny. <laughs> or like doing the doggy paddle by just wagging their tail. It just from, you ever seen the dude that like runs and and dives into a pool like he's a fish out of water? Oh yeah, um, silly salmon. Yeah, yeah, that's what I just kind of envisioned something like that. Somebody trying to swim. <laughs> if y'all have not watched the, I think it's is it YouTube videos or Facebook videos? I don't know, but it's um. Called silly salmon. Salmon. <laughs> That's a constant fight around here. <laughs> Look here. It's salmon patties. <laughs> salmon. Oh, that's funny. The L is present, and I pronounce it. We'll get a lot of comments on that one. <laughs> well, go ahead. Is it salmon? Salmon. That just sounds weird. Or salmon. It's salmon. <laughs> it's salmonella poison. <laughs> okay. Uh. Anyway, I probably shouldn't have said the silly salmon, but it's the silly salmon. And it's really funny because these dudes are idiots and they'll just go, go do the silly salmon. And then they jump through these people and they hold their arms to their body and just like flailing around. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you're ever depressed, it's something good to watch because you're like, man, these people are idiots. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So anyway, <laughs> they, reel it back in there. Reel I'm trying to reel the salmon back in. Reel the salmon. <laughs> do you catch salmon? Salmon, you do. I don't know about salmon. Okay. <laughs> but is it salmonella? Is salmonella? <laughs> <laughs> but that's chicken. Oh, I feel like that girl that thought that chicken in a can was chicken of the sea. Yeah, or something like that was. Was for chicken? Yeah. It is tuna. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I just can't. I can't today. It's, um, this is too early for you. It is. Uh, let's see. We also <laughs> talked to Emily about changing your mindset. And through these podcasts, we've talked about how important that is and how we do the 28 days to change your thinking and the 30 days of self-love in the academy mm-hmm. because... If you walk around being negative, Nelly, you're never going to be happy. Nope. Never. 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 <laughs> Glad we got that point across. Yep. Glad we got that point across. All right. Are we done here now? I'm done. Because I'm, I'm crying. I'm, 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 I'm done. I don't know if it's salmonella, salmonella, salmonella. <laughs> All right, folks. Go enjoy your... <laughs> so chicken of the sea is tuna? Yes. It's not Why doesn't it just say Tuna. Because people didn't know what tuna was back then. I thought it really was chicken. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Chicken of the sea. Tuna is the chicken of the sea. Okay. <laughs> Don't ask me why. Okay. And then frog know. legs is the chicken of the pond. That sounds good. Okay. We can go with We're that. We're good. We're good. Uh-uh. All right. If y'all have never had salmon patties, <laughs> go get you some. Look up how to make it. But I will tell you a story real fast before we leave. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> My daddy used to make salmon patties, and they were so good. And we'd take mustard and put it on the top, and they were just yummy, yummy, yummy. And so after I got married many, many moons ago, not to David, um, <laughs> I was going to make salmon patties, and or salmon patties. And so I'd get to Canada stuff. Salmon. <laughs> and i call my daddy. I'm like, what's this crap in this can? And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, these little suction-looking things. He's like, well, those are just like the vertebrae things. You've got to pick them out. I'm like, no, I don't. I threw that stuff in the trash. <laughs> I don't know if they make them with that little vertebrae thing. Now I'm wondering why salmon have sticky things. Oh, I'm so confused. But anyway, it's salmon patties are really things. good. Just the, verte- the vertebrae. You know, they look like little suction cups on both ends. That's just the way a vertebrae looks. I'm so glad I'm married to a genius. I know. That and Google, you'd be with, you'd be just bad off. Yeah. Because then I would have believed everything my mama told me. <laughs> you did for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all go have you some salmon patties. Get you some um, mustard to put on the top. Just a little bit. Not too much because it will overpower the taste of the salmon. And then, and then um, get you some a, mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese and fried okra, and you will have a good old meal. You can tell who's ready for lunch. <laughs> I'm hungry. I ain't lying. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> That's our show for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. Please join us next Friday as we enter into the world of nacho. <laughs> Salmon. Salmon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.